What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Uh. You know what I just realized today? Today is a je- is January 19th. It's mm. almost 124th of 2021 that has passed by. No? Is it exactly 124th? Um, about there. La. How you Maybe day? 120. Are oh, you counting the days or by just no, half la, a it's month? Half, it's half a month and then 12 months. La. Oh, I, I thought you... I just it's about three almost three weeks la, out of 50, 52 weeks, right? So I thought that uh was... I mean okay la, fine. I do nineteen divided by thirty three hundred and sixty five oh, okay, okay. times got it, got it, got it. twelve. Okay, okay. Okay, it, so no no you wanna fucking go to that detail. We are zero point six two months. What the fuck? No. Now divided one divided by it's okay, it's okay. MOE did a good F- job. No. MOE, MOE did a no. good job. That's no. why that's what you're no. trying to preface. <laughs> that's what you're trying to preface today. MOE did a very good job. Okay, Shit. fine, fine. Fuck. It's one point six oh, fuck my fractions are all over the place. <laughs> oh my god. I'll let you have I'll let you, you I'll let you have your moment the sun like <laughs> pawing MOE, but yeah. See all the math we learn in school, what the fuck? With zero point six two months, but in fractions, what is that? It's zero point six two mm. over one hundred Oh my god, okay, fuck. Mind, it's 124th, lah, okay? 124th yeah, okay, okay. of 2021. Yep, yep. God okay. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just more than uh, what I thought has passed by, like, because 124th sounds like quite a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is an interesting year. I mean, uh, for me, for me, it's got a lot of significance also, like, I'm, I'm, because every morning I sort of tell my, tell my kid that, oh yeah, today is the 19th day of the first full year that you're going through, you know? So so, there's a bit of gravity in every single every single day that passes, uh. See, oh, wow, you actually have that practice, uh. That's fucking cool, man. No, yeah, because it's true, uh. It's it's really something quite pretty interesting for him and for me, uh. And then how does he react? I mean, he doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so. No, he's internalizing oh, it. He's internalizing it. He's internalizing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. But yeah, so since this is the second week that we are gonna be doing three podcasts second week into our new uh schedule which is three podcasts a week mm-hmm. uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback about our third episode from last week mm. and like what we said we will continue it continue to iterate on the format because we just wanted to get the, the practice going of yeah. getting three episodes a week correct 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 yeah so thank you all for the feedback please continue to leave your comments and messages because especially now because on that third episode we have a dedicated segment for comments from our fans and listeners mm. And uh, I think right. the the feedback so far has been pretty decent. I hope I hope yeah. people are being honest and not and not doing it just to just to just so that to, to keep us talking nonstop la. I don't <laughs> I don't think so la, right. I doubt it. I doubt well, it. Like that, well, like that toy, you know, you I don't know whether those toys exist now where you pull the ring in the back and then the thing just keeps making noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the ring with the string. They do, they do. They so maybe like every comment is like a little bit of a, another centimeter out of the string. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't make sense, like, they, I don't think they'd be trolling us by, by you know, if they're not listening to it, like, Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, we got some interesting topics today. The reason why Terence brought up MOE a few minutes ago, uh, is not without context. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, what is the one plug we got to give every week, Terence? If this podcast has, at some point, like sent a shiver down your spine, in the past year. Or so that has been around. Uh, do tell at least one person about it because, yeah, I think someone, I think somehow, more people have been listening. Like our Reddit jumped quite a bit, like at least yeah, by like twenty people in like the last week or so, which is yeah. faster than in in recent weeks. So yeah, yeah do man. do keep telling people about it because the more people talk about it, the more you know conversation there is, and it's I mean it's just interesting to sit down and analyze the news. Huh? Exactly. So so, thank you for that. Mm. But now what? we dive straight into our first topic, yeah. which is the serious topic of the week. Which you were trying to you were trying to uh, manipulate people's feelings towards it by showcasing your your world class education in mathematics <laughs> at the start of this podcast. <laughs> See, uh, please take your conspiracy theories <laughs> tinfoil hat off. Uh. Uh, I was like, why, I is he, was why, is he why is he showing off his mathematics at the start? Of the podcast. How this is, is so that showing off? Like, of hello. <laughs> usually, usually, what? from what I know, Harish, he always tries to downplay his, the engineer side of him as much as he can. Like, the, the, the first time you meet him. Yeah. I mean, it's 12 months in a year, half of one month. 
So um, if that is the best, like the the only thing I have to show from my education about being able to divide one by twelve, then by two, uh, maybe that's why I didn't end up an engineer, lah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But yeah. you got degree, lah. You got degree. You yeah, got degree, but didn't end up engineer. Okay, humble brag. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you lah. It's not a humble brag if someone else asks you a question about what something that you have and then you just say yes. How is that a humble brag? Okay. Unless it's an indirect humble brag that I told you to say that and then for me to just say yes and claim that it's not a humble brag. But anyway, we digress. Yes, we digress. We digress. Yes, the first topic um, started five days ago mm. and I think you you kind of highlighted it uh, back then already when you said there was something that was brewing. Mm. Right? What was the first... First thing that caught uh, caught wind. I mean, th- there was a rant on Reddit posted on a throwaway account because the person didn't want mm. to be identified. Um, mm. But this person, I think, is a JC student at yeah. a public uh, school in Singapore. JC meaning junior college, where which is equivalent to grade f- uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, grade eleven and twelve, right? Eleven. Yeah. 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 Grade eleven, twelve in in American system. Um, but in Singapore, they, they still wear school uniforms and they still go to, they still uh, continue a lot of the same courses that they started in secondary school, which is the four years prior. And um, this person in a junior college uh, rant, ranted about how uh, she, okay, very important, uh, I use the pronoun she, mm-hmm. she had been assigned mm-hmm. uh, hormonal replacement, I think hormonal replacement therapy or something from the Institute of Mental Health in Singapore. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and she's in a co-ed school. So, but by, but I think um, she had issues trying to access to start her hormonal replacement therapy because her doctor told her later that the school intervened, MOE intervened, mm-hmm. and told the doctor that before any treatment is uh, given out to the student, the doctor needs to check with the school or the MOE first. So this person mm. was ranting about how can the MOE have such far-reaching power over a medical uh, practitioner. And, and, mm. and that was the how it started uh, as a rant on Reddit. Then subsequently, more shit happened. Like, yeah. you know, what, so, what shit happened? Um, I think that, that Reddit post went viral. Uh, and that happened five days ago. So probably around the 13th January, uh, not 13th or 14th January. Mm. Then uh, MOE gave a, gave a reply, which happened on uh, the weekend, right? 16th January. Yeah, 16th January. So maybe like two days later and then a whole slew of articles came out. Yeah. So MOE posted a, a reply that was not too long. Uh, I'll just go through it right now. Okay, MOE is aware of the Reddit post which claimed that MOE had interfered with the student's hormonal treatment. This is not true. We invite the student to approach the school to clarify and discuss how the school can support his schooling better. And I emphasize his because it is a a touchy freezing. Uh, MOE and schools work closely with and respect the professional advice given by MOE's healthcare professionals. We are not in a position to interfere with any medical treatment, which is a matter for the family to decide on. And the last paragraph is all schools have a duty to care to students and will work Closely with parents and medical professionals, we encourage students who experience unkind behavior from peers to approach the teachers or school leaders as they are committed to keep students safe. Mm-hmm. And then a whole bunch of articles came out. And of course, that comment thread is also uh, very, very vibrant with a whole bunch of comments from different schools of thought, different sides, and different levels of uh, language. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Yeah, so, so I mean, the, the, the reason why uh, you emphasize... Uh, her or she earlier and I emphasize his is because that was one of the touching points that caused a lot of controversy in the MOE post like, because that is a concept of misgendering is it misgendering? yes correct that right. means referring so, to a transgender individual by by the by the past identity or something right yeah. yeah, and and so there's a whole bunch of terms that I'm also wrapping my head around mm. uh, by their past identity or... Yeah, so this is for, for people, for transgender, transgender people who have already... I already identify with a different gender, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is misgendering. And then yeah. there's also the thing about date naming where you call someone who has... Um, uh, 
who identifies with a new gender now mm. and has a new name, new identity, you did name them by calling them their older name. Yeah. Right. So for example, and I think, was, I think uh, yeah. Elliot Page, right? The actor yeah, Elliot, Elliot Page. Page recently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, announced that yeah, uh, that he was transgender, tra- uh, transgender um, man, right? A transgender Correct. individual, and so you yes. cannot refer Elliot Page to Elliot Page. Uh, I mean, try not. They, they say try not to refer to any transgender person by the previous. The previous pronoun, uh, whether it's he or, or their she, previous yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Actually, yeah, before we jump into all that, maybe we should make yeah. a very big disclaimer, a very, very big disclaimer. That yes. Here we are, we are two straight uh, cisgender uh, individuals uh, brought up in yes. the Singapore system where a lot yeah. of, there have been blinders put over our eyes for many, 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 many years as we, as we went through the system and all. Um, mm. So a lot of these terms that we're learning we are doing our best to keep up with what these terms mean. Uh, and on occasion, there might be, we might make mistakes and we might uh, use them wrongly. La. But uh, yeah. all I'm saying is that hopefully people don't crucify us for that because we are we are in the process of learning and, and we're very open to hearing uh, feedback on what we're saying as well. So do mm. do cut us some slack when if we, there's a slip of the tongue or something, la, right? Yeah, that's a very important disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can, because I can sit Sarish's <laughs> wheels turning harder than when he was doing the fractions just now. <laughs> we was figuring yeah, out I what know. to say. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I got too many tabs open. What the fuck am I saying? Yeah. So because, I mean, I think it is a very important thing to talk about. But I, I, I'm pretty sure a bunch, many people out there who maybe have thoughts don't want to talk about stuff because... Right now in this climate, if you do, even if you have good points to make or mm. some points to make at all, if you use one thing that is fucking like a faux pas, right, you are fucked. La. Yeah. So, correct, correct. so thanks, Darren, for pointing that out. <laughs> yes, yes. Because uh, it is inevitable. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. So, <laughs> right? yeah, MOE, so, MOE replied and, and supposedly misgendered or mis, mis, I don't know what, misgendered, yeah, the person or something. Misgendered. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct, yeah correct. misgendered. So, so, I mean, then since then, there have been a bunch. I mean, even Ping Dot has issued a statement. Uh, yeah. Ping Dot issued a statement also on 16 January, a few hours after MOE. Yeah. And they basically uh, highlighted, okay, they're aware that the student expressed something uh, in Reddit. Mm. Uh, should they use the preferred pronoun, which is she, her? Mm. Uh, MOE issued a response. Um, but they also questioned MOE uh, on the things they have yet to address like, about mm. MOE ensuring that schools are properly equipped uh, for students like her, mm. uh, what is the M- MOE's policy? What and they did also point out that MOE referred to the student in question with the wrong pronoun. Yep, yep, correct. Um, and then the last point is that uh, for students who are diagnosed with gender dysphoria, um, that they were just calling on MOE and Minister Lawrence Wong to start demonstrating leadership by taking concrete steps. Mm. And uh, like uh, three different steps about just having more discussions with LGBTQ NGOs, uh, affirming the existence of transgender students and formulate policies that are more inclusive. And Lawrence Wong, so is, Lawrence Wong is Minister of Education, right? Yeah, Minister of Education. Yeah. And also more... Uh, I think more recently the face of the committee dealing with COVID lah. Yeah, basically the he's the minister against COVID lah, right? Yeah, so yeah. probably he hasn't slept for about four hundred days lah. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Um. So with all that context, yeah. Right. What are what are some of your thoughts? Uh? Uh, or is there anything else you think we need to define first? I think. Um, Did we talk about gender dysphoria? Yeah, let's talk about gender dysphoria. I mean, that's literally one of the things I had to Google as well when, when I knew yeah. that we were talking about this topic. La. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what, what came out when you Google? Uh, basically, I think the... Okay, okay. For, so for older people, this might seem a very new concept, la, but there's the idea of... that you, you got to... One thing, first thing you have to accept is that we are all assigned a gender at birth. That means mm. regardless of your your physical genitalia or whatever, right? Basically, mm. there is a human who comes and looks at you and says, oh, you are a boy or you are a girl. And then they write that down on a piece of paper that goes to your, to your birth certificate. Lah. So we mm. assume that that is basically a gender assignment, lah, right? So it's subject to, mm-hmm. it's subject to you know, norms and things like that and, and, and what, the, what a human perceives about you as a person. Lah. But yeah. in your mind, as you grow up and grow older, there's another thing that's separate that's called your gender gender identity, 
which is whether you mm. perceive yourself as a, a boy or a girl and subsequently as a man or a woman. Lah. And for a lot of people, it can happen uh, much later in life, not just in your childhood, but even like closer to your 20s or something or even later. Um, but a lot of times, uh, a lot of people live through that experience of, of um, although they are in a man's body, or for example, they're in a man's body, but they actually feel like they will always be more comfortable or they should be a female, lah, right? Mm-hmm. So so that is that is your gender identity. So gender dysphoria is when your gender identity and your assigned uh, assigned gender do not match lah. And that causes I mean obviously you can tell it will cause issues uh mentally lah, as you grow up. Yeah. So so that means uh, uh people with gender dysphoria they are known as transgender, lah, right? Correct, yeah. Correct. So then when you transition from one sex to another, then you are a transsexual. Uh, yes, correct. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at something. I'm not sure, just sure, pulling sure, this sure. out of my sure. <laughs> out of but, the air. But the so, problem is that, um, I mean, the, the, the more bigger problem is that transitioning via surgery, right, like to become completely a man or completely a woman uh, yeah. tends to be a very long process over several surgeries and is also really expensive. So some mm. people don't go all the way, like they maybe do one surgery or they do something to augment uh, a certain feature, but they don't go all the way. So at that point, you, you, I mean, th- th- that's the the issue terms la. Like, do you still call a person like that uh, transsexual or, or or a transsexual person or what la? But that's why usually I think now it's been more settled that you basically use the word transgender person, uh, regardless of where on the spectrum the person is, like in terms of tr- transition la. Right. I see. Mm. Okay, okay. So yeah, yeah it's along a spectrum. Yeah. And then there's also there's also the non binary. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Those who who don't identify with any or maybe even a third gender. Yeah. As, as they don't right. particularly okay. identify as man or woman. Actually one more thing one more thing to also differentiate when we talked about uh, what I was talking about earlier about the assign gender assignment and gender identity. Yeah. The third thing is your sexual orientation. That is also okay. separate from your gender identity. That means you basically you were um, born in a boy's body, and you, uh, but you like uh, men, la, Right? Like you, you mm. have a romantic and physical attraction to men as you grow older, la, Right? Uh, yeah. So that is that makes you a gay a gay uh, person. But the, and then if you but it does not necessarily mean that if you transition uh if you transition um to a transgender to a transgender woman it it yeah uh, I mean it doesn't make you straight la, right that way if I'm not wrong basically uh so that's where I think it gets confusing mm. and I think this is where the policies any crack in the policies or anything that is not fully thought out would yeah. cause a fuckload of issues like, and I think it has like, yeah correct, um, correct. because so, I think yeah go ahead no no so, yeah correct so I'm, I'm also uh, still wrapping my head around that quite a bit because there, there are issues that it does raise practical issues like let's say a couple decides to get married in Singapore as a one man and one woman and then subsequently yeah. the man decides to go for uh, gender I mean sexual a sexual change surgery then it becomes a transgender woman being married to a woman, which is not legal in Singapore. So what happens mm. to the marriage then? Lah? Is it null and, and voided? Because these are these are real instances in, that have happened in Singapore, lah. And also, and also, if um, if it is a long process from when you move from one gender to another gender, yeah. I know in Singapore a lot of things depend on what is on your NRIC. Correct. Right? correct yes. So at what point? Is your NRIC or kind of legal recognition of your gender? At what point does that change? Because, I mean, not to say that uh, even though right now, before we dive further into MOE uh, and with the general knowledge that Singapore can be very conservative and these kind of things, there have been very publicly public interactions between ministers and the transgender or LGBTQ communities. Like, mm. uh, I know Sham, uh, Sean Shamugam, the Minister of Law and the watchdog over Singapore, um, has been very vocal about how he appreciates the work of transgender shelters. Yep. I think uh, Bayam King, uh, sometime middle of last year, he actually had an Instagram live conversation with 
someone in his constituency who approached him about the wanting to talk about the process of becoming out of transitioning from a uh, from a, a woman to a man, mm. which is all which is all well and good. But I think where this 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 confusing thing right causes a lot of issues lah. Mm. Right uh, about how the policies and all evolve mm. or adapt to to the different things, like So so I think yeah that that has given I think to the best of our knowledge the context of everything. Yes. So with regards to this issue, right? Um, like what what was your thoughts when you saw it evolve over the past few days? I mean, um, okay. Man, the first thing I was very surprised by is, like, we're just reading her rent. Uh, yeah, reading her rent was that the MOE would have the power to stop a medical practitioner from carrying out their, their duties. Because we're talking about a medical practitioner who works in the Institute of Mental Health, uh, which is also a public institution, uh, right? Yeah. So for, <laughs> I mean, from anyone's experience dealing with government or that, like getting different government bodies to work together to look at your application or stuff like that usually is a pain in the ass, la, right? Like, mm. like, like, how do you deal with it? So, for them to be so closely coordinated on this issue just struck me as quite. Uh, I I've seen very few instances where 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 it works like this. Uh. But then, but 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 maybe that's just me because I mean I, I'm not exposed to some of these issues that that uh, the LGBT community faces. So, there probably there might be better coordination going on there, la. That's the first thing that 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 struck me long when I was when I was reading it. Mm. Yeah. What do you so, th- What do you think uh, when you first saw it? The I rent. mean, when I first saw it, yeah, and, and read through the Reddit, um, I mean, my first thought was like, oh, fuck. I remember when I was in school and I think for a period of time, I liked S Club 7. Uh. And it, for that little thing, right, I was fucking, I never shared it with anyone. <laughs> because S Club 7 back then was a, not the, the coolest, oh coolest group uh. Uh, of singers. La. It was just because I had a massive crush on one of them called Rachel Stevens. Um, and I remember... Last time back then when the VCR, if they were appearing on some show, I would record it and then watch it when like no one else was at home. Because uh, I had a big crush on her. Like, like, but I never shared that with anyone. A big box of tissue on your <laughs> hey, Fuck you. <laughs> la. right, well, because cause I got emotional, is it? You're like, um, like, you just tear up, you tear up. La. Yeah, so, so there was one <laughs> one small interest of mine that I guarded with my life to not share with anyone because uh. I was like, oh fuck. And I was thinking, fuck, if... That like this thing is is a real thing, right? There's no denying that gender dysphoria does not exist. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking back when we were in school, when this was never fucking talked about. Mm. How were the people dealing with this going through life, la? Or I will admit that I was a lot more ignorant back then. Um, so it just felt like oh shit, um, this is fucking crazy that that they have to deal with so much on top of the the fact of just growing up in a in a school environment that. Is competitive and 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 stuff like that. So yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is fucking crazy. Because you go through Reddit, you see the comments of other people. Yeah, there are quite a good number of people who have shared similar experiences of how they've they've had they face some sort of roadblocks with some sort of legal process or some sort of policy in some aspect of their life. Mm. Then I was like, oh fuck, um, this is this is crazy. I I didn't think so much about how the the governments interact because I think. Like we were in the school system a long fucking time ago. Yep, yep. So I don't know, maybe it is one of those things because right now mental health is a, is a big thing. Uh, it's a big issue. I think for me, it was more like looking at the discussions. Okay, this definitely needs to be highlighted. Um, I think anyone who's posting stuff like this on Reddit, even if it's anonymous, it takes a lot because ultimately you can always, you, people can always find out if they really dig. Yeah, um, yeah. But looking at the MOE posts, and all the things they were getting thrown at, right? I'm just thinking, how how is MOE uh, dealing with this? La? And whether they have any clue how far it is in their priority list? Because the thing is, you know when they they use the gender of his, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, is it, should they use her? Should they use his? Because, and that's where I think it gets tricky. And that's where I think people who maybe share similar sentiments, know that if they post something that agrees with MOE, they're going to get fucked. Yeah. Right? But then, from MOE's perspective, they have a Reddit rant, which by all accounts looks very factual and like can be verified. Mm. Um, But it's still anonymous, right? Yeah, correct. But then, if MOE is going to use her, Mm. uh, they're basing it on what? So, if they use his... 
are they wrong on the person's I don't know no no so yeah on the person's person's preferred pronouns oh, meaning the person prefers to be re- uh, referred to as she or her lo. yeah yeah but then you are taking it off a reddit post yeah yeah um how how I mean ultimately even no matter how real something is if it's an anonymous post there is a certain possibility of okay it's one-sided yeah. you know so is MOE wrong for without other knowledge or identification of who this person is to use what is assigned to them that hasn't been changed yet yeah I don't know I mean so that was where I was like oh fuck true. I have no fucking idea on the, way, on the surface you're asking is it a priority for MOE you know, but think about it lah for them to put out have to put out a statement on a Saturday uh, already tells you something lah you know usually like whoever <laughs> it was probably was like ah fuck you just ruined my Friday night <laughs> like, Friday night yeah put this thing yeah together. that's true and then the use of uh, his and her yeah maybe the you would assume that MOE probably already knows which school the and student, which student it is um, yeah and I mean these press statements that go out are very heavily vetted by quite a number of individuals so I wouldn't say I would say the use or the non-use of the preferred pronoun is probably a, quite a deliberate action also that's just speculation on my mm. part la. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah to me it's it's it is a statement of, of, of it is sort of a statement of MOE stance on this la. maybe that they they feel that until until it's uh it hits a certain point like like what where on the spectrum of the sex change the person is until it hits a certain point on the spectrum then you change and refer to he and her like if not you always default to what's on NRIC or oh, and nothing more because they are that's yeah. at the end of the day like what you say the NRIC is the is the main thing right yeah yeah so that's why I mean right now it's still a developing case like yeah. the latest update I think there's just been a bunch of articles and the comments are where there's a lot of fucking activity like mm. even now I'm looking at Reddit comments continue to come in and generally it is what you would expect like people yeah. just um, in some way quite extreme mm. um, but then so this thing I mean there's no there's no we are not in a position to talk about solutions or anything but just yeah. from a observer point of view it feels like it with MOE's post they could have done it in a way that prevents any sidetracking of like all this, this speculation of what they actually think just by yeah. not referring to the gender. Yeah, la. exactly, exactly. That's why that, you know, putting that, that pronoun in there felt to me a bit more than just oh, a, a very, mistake. Yeah. It felt like a very deliberate, like this is our stance on it, la. you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that's true. Because yeah, like what you said, they, they actually, yeah, that's fucking true because they didn't edit the post. Yeah, they didn't. You know, like the one of the most common things on the entire comment section is talking about the gender, but Facebook, you can edit posts. Yeah, but they didn't. But they, they didn't. choose not to. Right? Yeah. So, so this is where I feel the PR, it kind of alienates more than tries to address the situation because this is a very real thing. If this is not on the list of MOE's priorities mm. generally, mm. then they are fucking idiots. Like, and, I, and I give them I think I think it has been talked about enough that it cannot be, yeah. Uh, cannot cannot not be right. Yeah. So for this, it feels like it's the high and mighty treatment again, because the last sentence also right. We encourage students who experience unkind behavior from peers to approach the teachers or school leaders as they are committed to keep students safe. But mm. the focus of the run was more about the system rather than the peers, lah. So yeah. it almost feels there was another instance we talked about a few podcasts ago where. I think it was oh the lion dance ah oh, fuck mm. that was the podcast that that I did I I messed up the recording correct correct but it was about someone who kind of talked about some backlash and kind of like pointed the arrow to other people and implicated them yeah. when the whole pod the rant was about them basically the so the person they they complained about uh cyber bullying rather than yeah. address the criticisms of the the actual performance itself like right yeah exactly yeah. so in this case it feels like ah fuck this was an opportunity for for the post to just be a little more I don't know yeah neutral I mean because I mean, now but 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 at the same time like I know you mentioned Shamugam visited the tea project which was a you know like a shelter for for homeless uh transgender people right and then yeah BMK they interview on his Instagram stories with a transgender person but 
at the end of the day, a lot of these ministers, they're all individuals with their own beliefs and things like that as well, right? So mm. if, let's say, the Minister of Education, I'm not sure like, I'm not sure what Lawrence Wong's stance on all of this is as well, but let's say he doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't Feel see, that way. Yeah, doesn't see transgender issues as priority, then then it's kind of like his prerogative, like how he wants to respond to it also, like, right? Then you you see who you vote, ah. Huh? These are people you vote, huh? You vote these people in. Then whose fault yeah, is it, huh? Yeah. Is your fault? <laughs> That's also one common thing you see on all yes, the threads, yes, You see on Reddit, lah. Yeah, yeah. You you complain now for what? These are people you vote for, eh? Yeah. But actually, 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 uh, because uh, also because I f- I feel very like what like what helpless because it's a bit hard for me to talk about what's going on because right now there's a bit of a he says she says issue going on, lah. Right. Yeah, uh, literally. Where, yeah, he uh. says, she says, and and I'm not. It probably will develop further in the next few days. Maybe hopefully Lawrence Wong comes out and gives a good explanation of what's going on because he's really good when it comes to COVID lah. Like, I feel like he he's done a very good job with comms during the COVID period lah. Um, yeah, but the 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 thing I wanted to to ask you also lah, because you like like you and me, we both went to boys' school, secondary school, and where cisgender straight guys and all. Um, mm. So how would you, what would if you were the education minister and you know that there are students experiencing these kind of issues in schools? What 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 can you change in the makeup of the school that would make things different? Like for example, the toilets toilets always an issue when it comes to transgender wow, people. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. What would you do if you are the principal of a school and you can make these changes? The principal of the school. Yeah, yeah, correct. Wow, eh. This is fucking tricky, sir. Yeah. And I guess maybe there's this a WhatsApp group of all the principals. <laughs> thinking, hey, bros, bros and sisters, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Uh? Because, yeah, the toilet thing is a very common thing, but, mm. wow, sir, it's, it's like, like what you said, like, little little things like using a his versus a her in a Facebook post yep, yep. is reflective of their stance. La. Correct, right? correct, yeah. And I think this is why it always gets so tricky because the moment you you change something structurally, you yeah. have to go for it all out la, and you yeah. can't do a half-baked one. La. Yeah. Okay, so, so I mean, so, I'll, give, I'll give a suggestion. Uh, yeah. I mean, there can still be male and female toilets which are the usual big ones uh, and then have unisex toilet also la, on every floor. Mm. A smaller unisex toilet, right? Like, yeah, there, there's not There's not a disabled uh, or, or wheelchair-friendly toilet because those are usually like got stigma attached to it la, and then you don't want people to you don't want people to feel like, oh, you know, it's so, uh, yeah, it's like, I like they're going to laugh at me for using the, the disabled toilet, la, right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So, I, then, I, I've heard that what, what has happened in certain schools is they install shower heads in the, in the wheelchair-friendly toilet also, so that mm. it has exactly the same facilities as the male and female toilets as well. La. I see, I see. So, I guess that's one of those things that, you know, like how, uh, in, in in life and in relationships, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need to communicate something or do something, and of course, when I say relationships, the one that has been uh I've used many times is like the relationship with a partner or something like. Mm. If you want to, there are many ways to get from point A to point B. Yes. Uh, and you can be blunt and objective. Yes. And you face the repercussions of that, but there are other ways to do it in a way that is more palatable. And I think like what you're saying, as opposed to making a big announcement that all toilets will be unisex, yeah. which which would get uh it feels like it will raise a whole bunch of other issues. Yes. If you just subtly put like, oh, you know, uh yeah, our our school population is growing, you know, we're just gonna install new toilets at every yep. floor. And yep. then yep. yeah, you know. We don't want to install maybe one more. We can only have space for one, so it's not going to be a male or female. It's just unisex because you know we have more students. So you kind of do it with an objective, but you kind of make it more palatable. Yeah, and you protect the the minority, the, the minority students, in some way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Terence, not bad. I don't, no, no, there, I, I'll give you credit for that. There's something That's I was a, trying to read up on a little bit, like how how other schools would do it, lah. Then, uh, yeah, so you don't yeah you, you don't make it. This is our initiative to be pro, uh, transgender and all because correct. okay. I mean, you can still get the same outcome. Yeah. Um, because I think it was last time when you were talking about Pink Dot. Uh, you pointed out that there's a certain 
commun- uh, uh, individuals within the LGBT community who see Pink Dot as detrimental to their cause because it mm. puts a spotlight on them. Correct, right? correct. Yeah, yeah. And it almost prevents them from leading a life that is more quiet and isolated, which mm. is the way they want it. Yeah, so uh, in yeah, some... Correct, yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. Mm. Um, I think... And I think it is something that schools need to to think about uh, because... Yes, yeah. Uh, Singapore might be conservative mm. gener- policy-wise. Mm. We might still have 377A, but yeah. growing up as, in school in Singapore is really like, fucking, I cannot imagine and having yeah. to deal with this kind of shit. Right. Yeah, the other thing also I was thinking about is like ECAs and all that, lah, right? You know, like say track and field. Would you, uh, yeah, like, like transgender people be allowed to compete in like, you know, uh, typically male or female events? Depending on which side or the which side they're on, because uh, because I mean at the end of the day, yeah, sometimes there are there are physiological differences between between the genders, uh, between the physical genders as well. So 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 some of that uh does affect does affect uh like physical performance uh. and I think mm, Joe mm. Rogan always talks about that as like uh one big sticking point for him because because he he he's I mean Joe Rogan for context he commentates. Uh, mixed martial arts fights and to yeah. him it's like if you put a transgender uh, woman in a fight with a, mm. uh, fight with a cisgender woman uh, mm. I mean it's, it's a really bad idea someone's going to get like very seriously hurt uh, you know yeah. so, but, so it's, it's a almost, very big question mark uh. this, so what you're saying is like a, almost like an overhaul or like a very clear um, and thought out policy document uh, about all things related to to LGBTQ issues, lah. Um, yeah. I think I think that's probably that. That's one of the things. It's like you know the certain uh, tasks in the house, like doing doing your taxes or something. Mm. Everybody knows they have to do it, but <laughs> it is it is a very tricky process. And I can yeah. I think during in the cabinet in Parliament in Singapore, everybody knows this issue needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But holy crap, it is so complicated, and it almost feels like some fucking shit needs to happen before they think about it. Like, because mm. recently I found out there's going to be a report on women's rights in Singapore where they took to, took, spoke to like a thousand different uh, women in Singapore to just get a feel of the issues they face and discuss it in a public domain. Mm. I don't know what's going to come out of it, but I thought, hey, fuck, that's, that's interesting. That's nice. But I think the, the reason why it's also happening is because over the past year or two, there have been a, a lot more activism towards women's issues in Singapore. Yeah, which is Which is... Which is good that it has resulted in this kind of things happening. But with these sort of issues, it's almost like wow, on the totem pole, on the hierarchy. Unfortunately, it's it's not the the, the as high as maybe it it needs to be. Um, but I can imagine all the deans of NTU and NUS right thinking, wow, fuck, child, if we put unisex uh, toilets, all the 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 you know the the upskirters and the video recorders, they're gonna it's gonna make it easier for them. Because mm. because the fucking NUS and NTU, I think that's a whole other problem, right? In mm. separate toilets, really got so many cases. And I meant that as a joke. La, because I know that's one of those things in the comments when people point out, then it'd be like, no, then your issue is with the uh, the perpetrator, not the, yeah. the structure of the toilets. And I'm like, oh shit, that was a joke. Okay, that was a yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. That was a joke, yeah. NTU no, but, but, and NUS have a... But you're... Re- I mean, I remember not un- until the Monica Bay thing happened, right? Apparently yeah. there were like really large gaps between the ceiling and the and the cubicle wall or something like that lah, and then they sealed mm. that up because of the Monica Bay incident lah. So so so. I see. I see. If anything, I think the design of the toilets is a damn important thing ah. I remember I used to I used to work in a in a very corporate office uh, when I was working in, in finance and all that right, and then like yeah. a lot of the people would run to the toilet to hide because, you know, you just be sitting around the office all day very tired. So you run to the toilet bowl and then it just so happens that the most comfortable toilet bowl in the men's toilet had this massive gap in the cubicle <laughs> cubicle wall like, <laughs> yeah. that like people like washing their hands at the sink could, if you just glance left a bit, you can look <laughs> into the gap right into what this person, what you're doing. But it also happened to be the most comfortable cubicle because it's against the wall and everything, you see. Mm. So like everyone started having a habit of like, Pulling a long chunk of toilet paper and then hooking it up onto the <laughs> onto that gap to cover it. So at one point it just got out of hand that the, I think the CEO of the company had to step in and and all these high ranking person had to step in and tell people to stop putting toilet paper <laughs> in the gap in the wall. Uh. You mean 
You mean they never take it out? Uh? You mean they stuff it into the gap? Is it? Yeah, they stuff it into the gap. Like, and then, and then oh, the next person comes out and all this shit. there, then they just leave it there. Lo. And then the cleaner has to clean it every day. La. But, but well, it, it, just told me, it just reminded me like, yeah, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're something as simple as your toilet cubicle is not well designed, it's, you know, people are going to be, are going to find ways around it and, and try to do their own ways to, you know, take care of themselves. La. Yeah, I think one realization I had when I was in my corporate life going to the toilet is that um, I I started using cubicles more than urinals because the last thing I, I, I fucking like to have happen to me is when I'm trying to avoid some colleagues or something and I go mm. to take a wee, right? Mm. Then as I'm at the urinal, that one particular colleague comes right next to me. Mm, then I'm like, correct, wow, correct. fuck. Yeah, and then I'm if they happen to be chatty, right? They're like, yeah. oh, so how's your day going? I'm like, wow, I can't even walk away. And then like, so then after that, I just used to go like fucking cubicles because yeah, uh, yeah urinals, you are open to those sort of things. Like. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so that was okay. a totally separate realization about uh, toilet happenings during my corporate life. Uh, yeah, but, but that's why, I mean, it's like, it's a bit like, you know how you go to old buildings and you see the size of the car park lots that they have in these old buildings. Mm. It's so tiny, so mm. tight because last time cars were really small, right? And then they haven't, mm. they were designed for a certain era, la, right? Uh, and now, like when you see car parks, usually the lots are a lot bigger. So I think the same should happen for toilet cubicles, lah. Given the kind of world that we're in, you know, maybe all cubicles should like be from floor to ceiling, oh, and and not, and nothing, and it should be mandated as such, ah. It shouldn't be up mm-hmm. to the discretion of like the real estate developer, because everyone wants to maximize space, and you know, and but at the end of the day, like with COVID and everything, you you want to give people privacy and space, lah, right? Actually, I wonder if that's that's a new agenda item uh, on Jack Sim's to-do list. Because you know Jack Sim, <laughs> yeah. the Singaporean man who was a very successful businessman in the construction world. Yeah. And then he founded the World Toilet Organization. Yeah, yeah, correct. Like, correct. Fucking how dope is that? And it's not just like a Singapore-based uh, non-profit that has like two people or something. Mm. It is internationally recognized and he's won a bunch of awards. He's seen as like the toilet guy... Um, uh, 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 around the world like, and he's yep. spoken to people like even fucking PM Prime Minister Modi in India uh, yep. and he's been he organized the he, he started in 2001 he has organized 17 world toilet summits mm-hmm. and two world toilet expos and forums straddling Singapore and a whole bunch of other countries like. yeah, yeah, correct, so that's correct. pretty cool and yeah maybe maybe I'm sure that actually like what you said the, the toilet thing given is such a touchy issue there's there's definitely room for innovation there. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Um, so so essentially, what we are saying is that there needs to be an overhaul of the system, la. Yeah, I think I think both the physical infrastructures, mindsets, and everything, regardless of where you stand on on what you think about these issues, right? They are happening. Yeah. They are there. They are they are reality around us. So <clears throat> to just continually deny its existence, sort of like what the MOE statement. Uh, is right is yeah. um, I mean like like what you said MOE could just easily avoided that issue by just not referring to the person's gender like, right but yeah, it's yeah. almost de- seems like it's almost deliberate where they choose to point out the person's gender like. uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit willful ignorant, uh, willfully ignoring the reality of things right now like. and the main thing is more forums to discuss this shit like, because as much as people are highlighting it, you go to the comments, right? It always goes down. Like the Reddit one is very pro her and everyone's shitting on MOE. The yeah. MOE one, every, still there are a lot of people shitting on MOE, but there are a lot more people who are, hey, you know, the MOE is doing what, the blah, blah, blah. And then, but the debate always devolves into like, oh my God, it's just fucking terrible. Like, then the toilet yeah. thing comes up and like, yeah, you know, you toilet, then like, hey, you, it's who you vote for and all the shit. Yeah. Like, that's why it'll be interesting if this, I don't know if it'll ever be raised in parliament, to watch the live stream of that. Mm. So that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. And with the younger MPs going into parliament, I know for the WP, they probably, like for Raisha Khan and all, she's probably one of the go-to people for uh, people from the LGBTQ yeah. um, community. Yeah, so yeah. that's cool that they maybe now have more access. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, man. I think it's just important that, that we continue to talk about this. And I think, I mean, this year, one of our things is also we want to have more guests on board. Mm, mm. Right. Correct. So, so if you ever know or someone uh, related to a topic that we are talking about or we have spoken about, like for this, if mm. anyone knows a particular person who would be interested in coming on board to share 
um, their their views on this if they're from the community that would be great. Yep. Uh, yeah. So so that would be cool because this 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 for Yalabad we really have no fucking constraints on what we want to talk about lah. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. But and uh, then hopefully with all those changes, yeah, we can live through to the to 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 how we are seen by the UK president Boris Johnson. Yes. Who who really loves our country, lah? We can be a model country for them, right? Model country. I mean, we already are, lah. Yeah. Which is right. our second topic, actually. Our second topic. Nice, nice, segment, a, nice segment. Thank you, thank you. It was a. It came up on the mail on Sunday. Mm. Correct. I think it was uh the UK UK um newspaper. Yeah. Where yeah. Boris Johnson. Is quoted to have been said, "Let's make Britain the Singapore of Europe." Mm, 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 mm. Correct. Yeah. Did, Was it did Boris you see Johnson people? himself who said it? Uh yeah. Oh really? So, uh, yeah, Mister Tan, blah blah blah. It was on the Daily Mail on Sunday, January seventeenth. Okay. 17th. Okay. Uh, and I think wait, let me see whether it was an actual quote. Uh. But it was a specific mission from. PM Boris Johnson given to Mr. Rishi Sunak, oh, the Chancellor okay. of the, how the fuck you pronounce his name? This thing E X C H E Q E Q U E R. Oh, I don't know. Ex Ishikar of the UK. Okay. Has received a mission. So, um, the the mission is to be the Singapore of Europe, lah. Mm, correct, correct. Did you see you 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 saw the article? I saw the headline, and I think the. Uh, I saw a little bit of the article, which was is about regulations and, and financial, financial regulations, and as well as like, uh, trade. I mean the openness to trade, lah, right? Yeah, because um, it's it's on the on the tail end of of Brexit, lah. Mm, so right, the right. chancellor um has and this is what I quote from the article: the chancellor has pledged to emulate the dynamic Asian country mm. by ripping up the red tape imposed by Brussels. Uh, which is the where the head of the EU is located, mm. and raising our eyes to look into the future. Mm-hmm. So it's funny, like um, it means in their eyes we are a country without red tape. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I never understand what the fuck. Uh, I mean, to emulate the dynamic Asian country by ripping up the red tape imposed by Brussels, by Brussels. Oh, mm. okay lah. So not so much saying we don't have red tape lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a. Uh I mean, financial deregulation, I think, is very big on the agenda because mm. I think Singapore, uh, like Switzerland, you know, is a haven. It is quite, it's known to be quite a, a very uh, billionaire-friendly place for you to park your money. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the rules regarding what you have to disclose and not disclose is, uh, are quite favorable for billionaires. La. And there are a lot more things like, you know, the, the port, what, what do you call it, the free port and stuff like that that make it easy for Billionaires to transact uh, in like art and very expensive items here. Um, so I yeah, see. I mean, it's primarily about yeah. Let's make Britain, let's just deregulate financial industry. And 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 to be to be clear, also when you talk about financial deregulation, also means that um, that you have to uh, like I think in the EU, there's a lot of regulations in place to monitor laundering of money and things like that as well. So mm. so it's not that easy to to just transfer big amounts of money around la, between European and, and banks. Think, yeah. I think uh, there are also regulations about how the budgets for all the EU member states are allocated mm-hmm. to big infrastructure projects and all that. So so you can totally imagine like, whereas if they're free from having to report to Brussels uh, or yeah. the EU and they can adopt the more uh, the more in in some way foreigner friendly policies of Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Singapore, I mean, to there there is a a truth to the thing about how we are in some way becoming the Silicon Valley of the East. Mm. We are attracting a fuck ton of foreign investment. Uh, James Dyson is setting up his his big factory here. Correct. Right. Um, Tesla is finally back in Singapore. Mm. The APEC office office HQs for companies like Facebook, uh, Alphabet, and Netflix are all in Singapore and for good reason. Mm. Right. I know there was one person I met recently uh, who has like PhDs in quantum me- quantum mechanics and all that. Quantum mm. computing, sorry. And he said, 
if you talk about any country in the world that has a, 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 a team or infrastructures to support com- quantum computing research, mm. Singapore would be it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, really? And he said, yeah, the government has actually invested a lot in tech like that. So, so for the UK, I think now, yeah, there's probably all the red tape about having to do things. You know, you always hear EU, they're all about togetherness and and we are European, the EU, we are not just a, a sovereign uh, countries on our own. We mm. the we are the the sum is greater than the uh, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. So in some way, yeah, that I guess makes sense, lah. Yeah. Um, but but I, of course. But you also yeah. Without the EU, also you are close to the free flow of of talent and 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 trade also, lah. Mm. So <laughs> there's a bit of irony there because you know in Singapore, the biggest complaint that 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 any company or any SME or even big companies here complain about is that Singapore market is just too small, right? Talent pool is right. just too limited. Uh, just, uh, yeah, the red tape in getting talent in uh, or, or you know, trying to access another another market overseas is just, uh, that it doesn't make sense to have your headquarters in Singapore. La. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a double-edged sword la, in certain ways. Like when he says and, to be the Singapore yeah. of, the, of Europe, right? Yeah. And I mean, interesting you bring that up because I think one of the criticisms about the possibilities uh, now, given that they are not, they're not kind of watched over by the EU, is I think the EU has some regulations about workers' rights or unions mm. or protections for the environment, which they impose on all their member states. Mm. But if the UK is not subject to that, then they can technically do what they want. And like what you said, right? In, in, in Singapore, yeah, it sounds great, but there are also repercussions of that. Mm. Wealth inequality is growing. The whole trickle down economics. I think there's there's a lack of evidence to show that that it really trickles down to the lower socio economic tier. And all we get are like this fucking insane wealth in Singapore, where the uh, with the middle class still being squeezed a lot. Mm. And in some way, the UK, where there's probably a lot of wealth inequality already, if they just focus on getting becoming more oh. how you say foreign friendly yeah. um, and in some way I think the, anyone who's been to the UK you know that certain jobs like the blue collar work they tend to be filled up yeah you get people from the east from South Asia but you also get people from around Europe right who are like the Uber drivers and all that Yeah. so and the reason they can do it is because yeah there's a lot more uh, there's less red tape to work within the EU so now if they have to keep costs low by getting workers from say Asia mm. who probably are fuck ton cheaper then you kind of get like the issue of what's happening in Singapore right yeah, yeah, yeah. where there's a very clear clear tier of workers la. yeah so uh, I guess well, why this uh, was a very big thing for Singapore so it's because that I mean Singapore obviously used to be a British colony mm. uh, but for now for for the UK to say they want to emulate what Singapore is doing in the in the span of like you know fifty years fifty plus years, to go from colony to something that they want to emulate a country that they want to emulate that's pretty pretty uh shocking lah right mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's it's like you're running a business then one of your employees leave to set up his own business then as your business is crashing and burning you're like eh they can't no better let's be like him <laughs> but but you know yeah, I mean, it's, we're not we're not shitting on the UK or anything it's just it's just the you know, the reality of, of things. No, are. next time next time the BBC writes another article that really looks at Singapore superficially mm. and comments about how we are fucked up in some way, we just send this like, hey, but but you all want to be like us, eh? Mm-hmm. Right. Correct, you all want to be like us? Yeah. And yeah. I think it was Minister Tan Chuan Jin who shared this post that, that, that the people were talking about. You mean, you mean and I'm sure if you go minister, to the comment... He's not Minister. Speaker of Parliament. Oh shit! Member of Parliament, uh, but he's the Speaker of Parliament, uh, yeah. But so Speaker, oh fuck, Speaker, Member of Parliament. He's an MP, but not. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what yeah, I see there. He's an MP. Yeah, MP. MP. Who is, yeah, the, also the Speaker of Parliament, but he's not a Minister office holder. He's not a Minister, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. doesn't overlook a, over a ministry. Like I see, yeah, he's not in the executive yeah. branch. Uh, he's in the legislative branch, right? Yeah. Uh sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But yeah, that's so I mean that one it was just an interesting thing to see people and I'm sure that the comments will be fucking interesting, like which we're not gonna dive into. Like. Yeah, yeah, right. 
But yeah, that, let us know what you think about. If you are if you're on you the ground proud in, or not? Yeah, especially if you're on the ground in the UK or you're a Singaporean living in UK, how do you feel about uh you know, about the 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 leaders of the UK saying something like that? Lah? Did you feel proud or not? Me? Yeah, lah, when when you saw the article headline, well, Boris I mean, Johnson. The thing about Boris Johnson is that I feel like he's the kind of guy who would say anything just to just to you know create a nice sound bite. Uh, he'll say anything that 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 sounds good lah. Like I think like Brexit and everything, uh, you know, on paper it sounded like the best idea and everything. But but when it actually then when it actually happened, then I think he he uh, he shied away from he he sort of shied away from the actual uh the 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 responsibility of everything also until until he was sort of like you know. F- uh, I don't know whether he was forced into this position or what lah, but it didn't seem like he immediately wanted the challenge of of handling Brexit lah, you know. Mm. And then and then end up like yeah, I don't think he negotiated anything particularly special for the UK, uh, for the terms of the Brexit itself. So yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I would, I don't. Since it's coming from him, I don't really see it as like wow, what a, what a stirring endorsement of, what, of where Singapore is and all lah. Mm, to me, it was just another headline that you're like, okay, oh. in fact, but I think also because now Singapore, maybe in the global eye, our status is probably pretty higher than what it was. Yeah. I mean, maybe 20 years ago, people knew us, okay, no chewing gum, you get caned. Yeah. Then four years ago, it's like, oh, it's crazy rich Asians, a, full, yeah. a country full of rich people. Yeah. But then now, a country that has dealt with COVID pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, if if anybody is in the UK, um, and lockdown and lockdown right now yeah. god damn of course you want to be like Singapore la. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> where you go to Chinatown it's it's like fucking pre-COVID man yeah it's crazy yeah and, and crazy crazy uh, crazy we're still gonna have some lion dance in the country not yeah that's right uh, quite limited <laughs> in the places you can do it but there still will be lion dance over Chinese yeah year, which is pretty crazy yeah but yeah, yeah. now now on to our final segment called One Shock Thing. So what is what is your One Shock Thing, Terrence? Uh, my One Shock Thing actually is just uh, just commenting on something that re- happened recently mm. and that, that has ended up making the NBA a very, very, very exciting place now. Uh, mm. Basically, the number one of the number one star in for the Houston Rockets, former MVP James Harden, has mm. uh, completed his uh, his trade to the Brooklyn Nets where he teams up with uh, another former MVP, Kevin Durant, and also another former uh, championship uh, holder, Kyrie Irving, to form the mm-hmm. big tree in Brooklyn. Uh. So uh, why I say that it's a fantastic thing for the NBA is because uh, these three guys, to me, are the... Yeah, I mean, not not just to me lah, but to the internet lah. They are some of the biggest crybabies of the of the NBA lah. Crybabies, oh, yeah. So for the three of them to actually team up together, it's like forming the, it's forming like the Suicide Squad lah. It's all they're all villains, and they're all coming together to you know just fulfill their selfish objectives. Oh. Uh, so so for context, like Kyrie Irving, he used to be when LeBron James was in Cleveland. Kyrie Irving was the number two guy. Um, mm. But he left because he didn't want to play number two to to LeBron James anymore. And since then, he's went to the Boston Celtics. Then now he's at Brooklyn and he's bitched about his teammates. And a lot of people don't like him. They find him toxic. And he does very strange things like he'll just disappear for a few days for personal reasons and won't play won't play for like a week or two. Like now he's he's disappeared for a few days. And then he turned up mm. on Instagram at his sister's birthday party or something without wearing a mask breaking all the COVID-19 protocols that NBA had in place so he's uh, I don't know whether what, what his status is right now but he he basically in limbo lah. Um, but he's a very super talented player also uh, then the second player mm. Kevin Durant uh, he also was a he left his previous team to join the Golden State Warriors so that he could win a championship lah. and the Golden State Warriors um was already a very, very strong team. So he joined them. He sort of just joined the bandwagon just to win a couple of championships with them. Then he left again saying that, you know, he didn't feel appreciated and stuff like that at Golden State. Lah. Uh, 
Mm. So now that he and Kyrie Irving at the start of last season decided to team up, uh, although both of them were injured at that point, so they last season they didn't really play. But now both of them are back and they both can play. Uh, and then James Harden was the has been number the number one option in Houston for the past uh six seven years. Uh, they really built him up to whatever status he is right now, and and he's really a superstar in terms of offensively. He can there's no one like him. Um, basically, he decided this year that he's had enough of Houston. He's had enough of trying to win a championship for Houston. They tried to pair him up with other stars, but the chemistry didn't work or various things didn't work. Lah. And so this he just started throwing a hissy fit this year. And then like in the nine games that he featured for Houston, I think he tallied his lowest point totals, his lowest averages for points and, and, and various statistics. Lah. And he, you know, he was seen at a strip club without a mask or so breaking NBA mm. COVID protocols and so they they couldn't they had no choice like, but to trade him basically he was toxic in the in the dressing room so now all three to, of them are together as friends in the Brooklyn Nets and it's like the perfect um, the perfect uh, villain villain team uh, to watch the NBA and so I actually enjoy watching the games now because I just rooting for them to lose all the time lah uh. Although they are damn good lah, uh. so is it? <laughs> yeah, it gives. <laughs> but is it? It gives a is real. Is that a common sentiment? Yeah, yeah a very common sentiment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a lot of people it's couldn't believe that it was yeah. happening. That that they couldn't believe that like these three egos would be able to get together and and play together. But I mean, the few games that they've played together so far has been pretty. It's been I mean, uh, it's been pretty. They've been pretty good lah. But but mm. you just want them to lose so badly because of like uh, like the the crybaby personas uh. <laughs> this is like when you play soccer or with your friends and all that and all the best players in one team but then they just self-destruct uh. yeah 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 that's what that's what a lot of people are predicting uh. but, but the, the I think because I mean on one end you got LeBron James in the west right You whatever you want to say about LeBron James he's a he's a very respected very uh, well-loved uh, player and everything uh, you know legend uh, right yeah. uh, one, of the, yeah. one of the greatest of all time and and mm. yeah he he does attract other star players to join him because they want to win together, but 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 um, but the storyline has always been that oh you know he's a very hardworking guy he makes people better he makes people around him better and he's very professional, you know like he left Cleveland to join Miami for a few years and he went back to Cleveland and delivered them a championship and yeah, you know all yeah, that yeah. so so there's this whole storyline about him like this nice guy nice dad like good father philanthropist everything billionaire businessman philanthropist everything then on the other end got these three got these three guys like constantly bitching about the teammates and and like you know turning up at strip clubs going to parties without masks on and all that they're all one team together lo. so it's, wow. it's, it's a it's a pretty interesting storyline for the rest of the season oh that's cool yeah that's cool so that's my one shook thing uh, although it's a very cynical one should think but yeah, yeah may hopefully spur more people to watch this season of basketball so I see I see I see so what is your one should thing my one should thing is a is a thing called Clubhouse have you heard of Clubhouse is it S Club 7 uh, fan club no lah <laughs> fuck you lah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no it okay. isn't it isn't wait don't little one <laughs> so, day wah, go to your place then you open up, press a button, then something opens up, and then there's a shrine of Rachel Stevens inside. I don't even know what the fuck she's been up to, man. I know, I think she was dating Ashley Cole for a while or something. Ashley Cole? I have no is idea what she's up player, to. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, footballer, oh, wow, footballer. Wow. I think so, like, I think Shit. so. Okay. Um, yeah, but, um, so Clubhouse is this one app that has come out of Silicon Valley, which, um, it, it got famous because in 2019 December, the two founders who were quite established entrepreneurs in their own right, they came together and they raised a bunch of funding to do this. And then um, it was, they, they were very smart in how they launched it that leveraged Silicon Valley. Like, and I say that because they made it invite only. Um, they made it iOS only. Um, and in Silicon Valley, probably one of the places in the world where status matters the most. Uh, if you can't get an invite, then you're, like, you're losing out. Like. And I think the founders were connected enough to get some big names like, I can't remember who the first few, but of the likes of Tim Ferriss and all to come. Yep. But what is so interesting about it, right, is it is almost like a, an audio version of a WhatsApp group. So uh -huh. I would even say it's maybe like a, an audio social network because now with the app kind of fully formed, I think there are 600,000 users, there are fuck ton of people using it. It's still by invite only. Mm -hmm. But what it allows you to do is if you're in, you can start a room with like maybe... Um, 
three people, you have a conversation and people can join in as listeners and they can't talk unless you give them the access to. Uh, okay. um, which sounds like it could be havoc, but it's interesting when you get very prominent individuals. I don't think the, the likes of Elon Musk and all are on it, but you get people who maybe have like a few hundred thousand followers on Twitter and all that who are like intellectuals mm-hmm. and they can just start a conversation and you can join in. So it's like impromptu podcast to a certain extent mm. that nothing is recorded you just listen in and if you're part of the room you get notifications and you do have a profile where it shows who nominated you or gave you access so you you also are pressured to invite people who you think can con- can come in and all that so right now I can't see myself using it much because it still has a bit of that elitist feel but I just thought it was interesting uh, at a time when yeah you you always feel like okay what other social network can come up I, this has come up like, and I think it's just interesting to to read it and just uh, maybe imagine the possibilities I know a few weeks ago I talked about a messaging app that came up that I thought hey fuck what new messaging app can come up so I always find these kind of things where people are creating something novel and interesting quite inspiring like. oh okay that's, that's interesting interesting but like how, have yeah. you been using it yourself or what? I, I have I have I have uh, someone gave me access and I have two invites oh. so I can invite two people. Oh, another humble break. No wonder you brought it up. Man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in, man. I'm in the club, yo. So yeah, you've, used, you've you. been using it? La. I Once in a while, I just go in and just see because because it's it's uh, you get people from all around the world so at any point in time, there uh, there's some room talking about something mm. and there might be 20 people talking. Mm. So it can be quite havoc but uh, for the rooms that are smaller and more specific or, uh, about a certain topic, it can be quite interesting. Like, I, but I, I, I only go into like uh, toy around with it, or if I'm around people that I want to show off to. Like. Got it, got it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the next time you see me in person, I will definitely show it to you, like, <laughs> and I'll spend like the next hour just telling you about how amazing it is to be part of this clubhouse that you know not everyone is in, like. Yeah, but yeah. of course, I won't invite you in, like, because of course, of course. um then it won't be fun anymore. Like. Yeah. Then it's not so, not so exclusive anymore because I'll be like yeah, shitting yeah. on it all the time. Also. Yeah, that's right. Then next time, like if you're having lunch, I'm like, hey, Terrence, you know, I got to go. Like, I got to, I'm listening to, to this clubhouse thing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can come. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Sorry. You don't have access. Okay. okay. I'll tell you about it later. La. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to, <laughs> to see it. Uh. I can't wait to land and lay the smack down on, on, the, <laughs> on this uh, elitist junk. <laughs> elitist junk but, just uh, think about the innovation and what it holds okay it is elitist it feels elitist but I just thought in the space of audio it's it's quite exciting mm. there will probably be some copycats coming out um, so yeah but just interesting cool cool alright so alright man yeah that's it for this week uh, for this episode that's it for this week so we'll see y'all next time See, see y'all. Bye bye.